Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and before we begin today's episode, I first wanted to thank you all for the support you've shown us. All of our listeners in the D&D community have been very inclusive, and we really appreciate all the help that we've been giving. We also want to help out our other D&D podcast friends out there, and to do that, we're going to be posting this promo before our episode begins. So here, we have a quest for magic and steel. A quest for magic and steel, a family-friendly adventure where six people play the tabletop game of Dungeons and Dragons. The Game Master, Amara, her sister, brother, dad, and two friends take on the roles of their characters as they voice act and use improv to tell the story of these misfit adventurers. If you like D&D, this is an easy must-listen. And if you're not into D&D or have never played, that's okay, because this game is based more on the storytelling and role-playing than it is on the strict rules of the traditional game. Find it on any podcast player for any device or listen directly from the website www.magicandsteel.com. That's S T E E L E. Don't forget the last E for entertainment. And now on to our episode. With me as always are the following players. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm going to be playing Sildan. He is a way of the Kensei monk uh, and he's a wood elf. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm going to be playing Daryl. He is a evocation specialized wizard. He will be blowing things up. I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Kalima, the half-elf cleric of the Domain of the Grave. I'm Nick. I'm going to be playing Tor, a level 5 dwarven inquisitive rogue. This is Bethany. I'm playing Saria and Asavar, Order of the Immortal Mystic. And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. So last time, Melika did start the fire with Daryl immediately putting it out utilizing pyrotechnics, however did not blind the two individuals as he was hoping to do. With the rest of you initially trying to incapacitate them, Melika was able to escape utilizing some form of teleportation spell, and Trabone revealed his true form, that of a massive Oni. The fight went... Very badly well, at. Perfect. <laughs> For some of us, it went fine. For others, <laughs> yeah, not so much. With Daryl hitting the floor twice, first with a sleep spell, and then having his hit points drop to zero thanks to a cone of cold. However, once realizing that you were not going to be able to simply incapacitate this Oni, Saria utilized her psionic weapon ability and carved a big chunk out of him before, Kalima, you revived Daryl, barely holding on yourself, by the way, with two hit points, (laughs) as Daryl dealt the final blow, sending a firebolt through the beast and dropping it to the ground. Meanwhile, you were able to search its body and found a small pendant that looked like an eye, which Daryl successfully identified as a hag's eye. It supposedly had the powers to allow the hag who created it to see through it as if they were actually there. Sildan, you decide to wrap it up in your own bedroll and tuck it into your pack, while the rest of you gather the papers. Tor, you 
took as much time as you could in all this to start searching through them. However, many of them were not in a language that you knew, but there was some Dwarvish. Saria, you did look in and notice that there were several scraps of parchment in Celestial, which you then collected and pocketed yourself to look at later. Meanwhile, you did put the Oni's body kind of off into the corner, in which Daryl then cast a few firebolts to burn it and make sure that it would not come back. Thanks to Kalima's warning of potential undeadedness. <laughs> undeadedness. From there, you made your way to the Nickel Granger Tavern, where Saria was able to procure two rooms for you, with Sildan deciding to stay in the main tavern floor and just trance as he only required four hours in this trance with another four hours of rest. Mm-hmm. While the rest of you shared rooms, Saria, Kalima, and then Daryl and Tor. Sildan finishes meditation, spent a bit of time kind of relaxing and just being about the bar when very early in the morning, a half-elven figure who Sildan eventually recognized as Elsis, one of his little ones, approached him and said in a voice that was not her own, leave this quest or we will kill the other two. And immediately she collapsed unconscious to the floor. Thank so, that. <laughs> Rage. Adam, the player, then went, no. I loved re-seeing that on the audio track, by the way. <laughs> My baby. So, bef- before we get into that, I'm going to rewind slightly. As Tor had been spending most of his time the night before just looking through all of these scraps of parchment. Most of them are very badly burned, so you catch only words or small phrases. The primary thing that I know you were looking for, Tor, was, was any of this your research? And after the time you spent both in the small bunker and on the road to the Nickel Granger Tavern, you would come to the conclusion, well, of course, none of the ones that weren't written in Dwarvish were yours, but of the ones that were you did not recognize anything that would indicate that this was your research. You saw no wording that you would use in order to describe the ghouls that you were studying at the time. Once you got to that point, you did realize your overall exhaustion, and barring taking points of exhaustion, you eventually realized you would have to sleep. And I assume you would. Reluctantly, but yes. Based off of your previous role, because I did have you do an investigation check, of the dwarven writing that you read you did catch uh, a couple of words here and there you didn't go too in-depth into it again you're looking primarily for your research but you did get bits of small phrases such as old lady constant references to her though you're not sure who her was and also one phrase that confused you slightly but again did not have anything to do with your research was the cleric can kill if needed those were the phrases you were able to get but again due to how late it was you would begin to take points of exhaustion. Would you continue the research into that? <sighs> they are scraps because they did actually have a good deal of time where they were burning it before you were able to get down there and, and snuff out the flame. I think he's just relieved that after having gone through it all, he's like 100% sure that his research is not among these scraps. So it's probably still safe somewhere, he hopes. As far as you're aware, your research was not destroyed here. Yeah. All right. He'll uh, contemplate those few phrases that you mentioned for a couple minutes just as he's drifting off to sleep. But yeah, he's done. So as you sleep, Tor, uh-huh. you 
dream about by you see an old woman milky white eyes standing before you on an open plane and she looks in your direction and simply says don't worry little detective you will find what you seek soon i have a deal i wish to make look for my message look for my sign and then the dream ends as all of a sudden, all of you hear from down on the first floor of the tavern, <laughs> of Sildan crying out in anger and frustration and pain. Am I sharing a room with Kalima? Is that correct? Or sorry? Yeah, I think we were. Last okay. time you mentioned you were sharing a room with Kalima. Okay. Well, then we're going to, I guess I'm going to get up and gather my stuff. Not that I have a lot. Yeah. Both of you kind of just shoot up in your beds, look at each other and- I would assume, like, start to gather your stuff and go. The same thing, by the way, for Daryl and Tor. Sildan, you're going to have, like, a couple moments where you can do something. The instant before. I see her drop, I'm going to rush over to her side and make a medicine check to make sure she's alive. Go ahead. 21. Oh. Okay. So you kind of check her over, and after checking for pulse, checking her breathing, she is breathing. Okay. So she's not in any sort of immediate danger. She just seems to be unconscious. Okay. Next thing I want to do is pick her up and start rushing up the stairs. <laughs> okay. You're going to so, run into us. <laughs> yeah. So as you pick her up and grab her, you're rushing up the stairs and immediately two doors down the hallway of the, the second floor landing burst open. You see Saria rushing out, Kalima right behind, slightly disheveled looking, but you, they both have like their weapons at the ready with Daryl and Tor coming out of their own rooms looking about to see what's going on. And I'll just say, please, you must help me. You, you must make sure she was okay. The rest of you all see Sildan rushing up the stairs at his crazy speed, holding a, <laughs> a young half-elven girl, very slight of build, pale skin right now, and light brown hair just hanging loosely from her head. Sorry, I would step aside and, and say yeah. Kalima. I, I'd be like ushering, all right, come on, come on, come yeah. on, like kind of like motioning to the bed that's probably just oh, I'll generally place maybe even like half knocked on the ground from like jumping up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like Usher in. Tor, Daryl, I assume you follow? Yeah, Daryl would try and ask what happened. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. She just, she came into the tavern and she started talking in a voice that was not hers. And then she just collapsed. So at the mention of the not talking in a voice that was hers, I would try and start casting Detect Magic as a ritual to see if I can uh, sense any residual traces of what may have affected her. Okay. Tor would Tor would just just follow the group here. Uh, he he might seem a little disturbed right now, a little dazed somewhat, but but he's he's following and he's paying attention. And as everybody's like rushing into the room, I'm gonna be like, or Kalima's gonna kind of almost like stop you guys at the door and be like, okay, so Don, you're fine. Uh, can the rest of you like stay outside though, so it doesn't get too claustrophobic in case she comes back and like panics with you know a bunch of strangers standing around her yeah she's like i'd like to just stand to the side and i might be able to get a read on you know what's going on with her in her mind i just don't want her to be crowded yeah if she comes to so the room is big enough for for two people to sleep in so there is a little extra room you could all fit in there but it would be very crowded like kalima would notice and so tor and daryl you know the the range of your detect magic so you can stay right outside the door and still be in the range of the full room as long as the door remains open Saria, I assume you would do the same, stay about within the range of your capabilities, and you'd be able to yeah, see everything. I, I just need to remain in sight with her, because uh, I'm going to activate my view aura ability. 
Okay. Yeah, that's fine. She's not saying, like, get outside and shut the door. It's just, like, maybe not all crowd in around the bed. <laughs> okay. Sorry, uh, there is no emotional state, really, I would say, based off your view aura. Her current HP is zero. Oh. Uh-oh. And you do see an effect that seems to be leaving her and one that is staying. Okay, I'll just share with Kalima. She seems to be have no no health right now, and it seems like there's a magical effect that's leaving her right now, but something that's remaining. I don't know what you can do to help her. I just that's all I can do. No, are you sharing this telepathically or just? Oh no, I'll just tell you. Saying it. Yeah, yeah. She'll just say okay. it out loud. Also, because Sild to, oh. to tell Sildon too. Okay. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Any help, and I'll be like, please. it'll be okay, Sildon, because I assume he looks like he's freaking out. I'm like. With my super quick pace, uh, pacing back and forth. <laughs> he covers the room like five times in six seconds. Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, it's okay. Be cool. <laughs> You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm yourself. So I will go ahead and use a cure wounds on her. Okay. And she is going to get eight plus four. So she gets 12 hit points back. Okay. So immediately as Kalima focuses on Kelimvor, on her divine powers, And as you place your hand upon her and release your divine magic, color starts to go back into her face and her eyes flutter open. And she looks confused and looks around the room. So I I instantly bolt to her side and I'm like pulling her hand. I'm like, Elsis, are you okay? Uh, Master? Yes, I am here. What happened? Where am I? You're in uh, the town. You're in Orenthal. Where uh, I know last you were with... Aetron and Cha, what, uh, where are they? Do you remember anything? We were, we were at the market. Um, they were open later than, than usual because the, the celebration they wanted, I guess the shops were trying to get more, more coin. And then I'm here. You don't remember anything else? No one approached you? I, um. It is okay. Uh. Rest. Uh, f- you've, you've been uh, through a lot. Wh- where are Aetron and Cha? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Oh, okay. Uh, she turns to kind of look at uh, you, Kalima, standing right there. I was like, um, thank you. You're very welcome. And, like, the whole time Kalima's just kind of staying there, like, maybe, like, patting her head because she's, you know, <laughs> there, a, there. a small person. And she's, like, awkwardly because she's used to dealing with, uh, you know, soldiers who have been injured. And it's like, small person, I am very sorry. Sorry I would, uh, would approach her. And I would try to reach out to her telepathically (laughs) and just say, it'll all be all right. Immediately, her eyes kind of open a little wider. What? It's Um, okay. No, no. It's okay. No, it's okay. Out of character. Sildan doesn't know about this yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't know that she's speaking telepathically. (laughs) I'm just just saying, I see her eyes probably open and then I'm probably just trying to be like, okay, you're in a safe space. It's okay. I'm going to say, can you remember, can you share with me the last thing you remember? Um, we were... We were on the the streets. We were just leaving a shop, and we got some food for for the the monastery. And and the streets were not very busy. But then I woke up here. So, question to the DM: Will she let me gain access to her memory? I'm gonna see if I can pick up anything she overlooked. Go ahead and roll an intelligence check. Okay. Has Darrow been able to discern anything from the detect magic yet? Or? So I would actually, I was actually just about to say, by this point, you finish your ritual, gathering your arcane magic, and activate your ability. Uh, of course, you see the different magical items on uh, each of you, 
But on her, you see an aura that reads enchantment. Enchantment. Would I be able to make some kind of arcana roll or whatnot to see if I know what might have caused that? Go ahead. It will be pretty difficult as detect magic tends to only detect the school. But you being as studious as you are may have read a little bit more into the magical auras. Do you want my... I'll do, yeah, I'll do uh, Saria's check first. Can Tor, from where he is, I guess near Daryl, hear what's going on in the other room? Uh, You're right there. You're right outside the door, so. All right. Yeah. All right. It's a a 19 for my check, and I guess I'm communicating with her telepathically to ask if I can see her memory. So you catch quick little snippets of memory and see the streets. It is in the Helder Market District. You recognize the roads there, and... You do see several people walking past. It is very late at night. And there is a brief moment of you see two or three cloaked figures. You see more like from the waist down. It seems like she was looking down at the food that they had purchased. And as her gaze begins to go up, the memory just fades. I'm going to hold on to that for now. (laughs) Okay. Daryl. I rolled a 12. (laughs) There's several different types of enchantments that could control or produce some sort of effect like this but you're not sure which it is okay would i know if there would be any like lasting effects or if she could still be under the effects of it considering saria mentioned that one of the effects is gone it seems like you could make a potential assumption that the control is gone but this whatever this other enchantment is you're not sure what it could do okay but I know that there is still something there. Yes. Something lingering. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I'm going to relay that to the group saying that I think she was under some kind of enchantment that may have possessed her. But it look, And that's gone, but now it looks like there's still something left behind. Tor would like to use whatever knowledge of the arcane he might have to try and make an educated guess about what kind of enchantment it could be. You can try. All right. Okay, while, while that's happening, I'd probably ask Elsis, so were you with Aitran and Cha right before you woke up here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and sorry, it would, would lean over to, to tell him. Uh, they were approached by some robed figures. That's the last thing she remembers. Okay, thank you. So I'll just kind of put my hand on the back of her head, just kind of rub the back of her head for a second, and then I'll just say, please, get some rest. Uh and then I'll start stand up and then walk out of the room. Sildan, make a perception check. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> well, you're very good at perception. I am, and I rolled a 14. Uh, 20. Okay. As you touch the back of her head, you do feel dried blood. Oh. Okay. Head wound. Head wound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I kind of just tell her, hold on a second, I'm going to check something and kind of part her hair see where the wound is so you see just to the back of her head a small gash like a slash not like a blunt no it looks like it she was just hit hard enough for the gash to form okay all right again i'll say please rest you need it and i'll start to stand up walk over to saria okay um thank you master of course and she kind of leans back and she she kind of clutches her head a little bit like it, it still hurts. Okay. So what are the rest of you doing? So I have a question first. Were we able to actually get a long yes, rest? Yes, just barely. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Good, because I don't remember all the spells that I used since last year. Uh, yeah. You used, I believe you used pretty much all of them. I, I think it was at least most of them, you, so that's why I was asking. Yeah, you might have had a couple of level one spells, I think, but that's about it. Yeah. But no, you have a long rest, your, your HP's back, your spells are back. Really effective wake-up call. Uh, like mm-hmm. five star would 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 come here again. <laughs> would would wake up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, would set this alarm right. So Tony, I could still get a read on her HP. Does it seem to be at it the level I would expect to, it to be? It is up to actually. Let me. It has I actually it, have well, her. I have stats for it, but yes, it's 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 back up. It seems okay. like she took all of the healing that that Kalima gave her. That Kalima gave her. Okay, cool. Okay, and I'll tell Kalima. It, it looks like her her health is returning from your spell. Okay, so can I? Could, could Saria go downstairs to talk to Garrett? I feel like if we need to find somebody to take her in or keep an eye on her while we investigate. Okay. Funny enough, as you're proceeding down the stairs, you see Garrett seeming like he just woke up. He's kind of groggily looking around, and he's kind of shaking and rubbing his head as he speaks with a small gnomish female figure who is talking at about a mile a minute. <laughs> um, so I was actually looking for a bunch of people I know. I'm a morning gnome. So I was I was actually just looking for a bunch of people and Hi, I was Lily. looking for a bunch of Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have been Hi close behind on the stairwell. Hi. Saria, Sildan. Hi. Hi. You seem to be well. What do you do? Hi, um, I'm a morning gnome. So I woke up really, really early, and I was sent to look for a bunch of stuff. But I wanted to know because I need to report to Gerbo if you guys found out anything. Because I need to report to Gerbo, and he would really want to know if you guys found anything, and I need to be the one to report it to him. So here's the rest of the- Lily, Lily, why don't you join us upstairs? We have something we need to discuss. Okay. And she just kind of hurries up towards you. Okay. Of course, with her tiny does. legs. With her tiny loam legs. <laughs> yep. yep. Tor, Tor is apparently deep in thought and kind of actually not even aware of this at the moment, as he's thinking about you know the arcane and and that and enchantments. Uh, so I, what was your check? I rolled a seventeen. <laughs> oh, okay. deep thought. Based off of that, you do know spells do exist that can control people. Not knowing as much about the arcane as like Daryl does or even Saria. You're not sure what specific spell this could be or what spell is currently on her, but you do know it was it was definitely a dominate sort of spell to control her. So he would know that terminology, that it's a dominate type of spell. Yes, and usually those spells have a, a very limited time frame, so most likely that was the spell that uh, Saria mentioned was leaving and that Daryl assumed was uh, was gone. Okay, so nothing on the spell that seems to be staying. Since, actually, Sildan didn't share that there was blood at the back of her head. I would have at least told Saria, but that's about it, because I didn't want to discuss this in front of her. Yeah, because we stepped outside. So, Tony, Saria would also, now that I've gathered all of the information I think I can, to try to make some kind of check to see what's going on. Would it be mm-hmm. Arcana? It would be Arcana to try to determine what this magical effect might be. It's a 22. Okay. <laughs> you okay over there? I have a plus five. I rolled well enough. So, <laughs> since you know that most likely it would have been a dominate either person or dominate monster spell that would have been cast upon her, you're not sure which, but that usually requires the person to be conscious in order for it to 
be cast, so most likely the spell effect that is still on her is something that is blocking her memory. Gotcha. Okay. So I will, as we kind of rejoin the group, I'm assuming Sildon would briefly fill Lily in on who this is. Oh, is she okay? She seems to be okay right now. Okay, um, why is she here? Well, she came to (laughs) deliver a message that, uh, basically we should back off of trying to investigate what we're investigating, and that they have two of my other little ones, and they will kill them if we continue. Oh, so you're saying you have to be really sneaky going forward. That, that... (laughs) That's that's not, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is she is she uh, I'm pretty sure someone has affected her memory. So she definitely knows more but it's being blocked by a magical oh. spell and she was controlled by someone to deliver this message to us to tell us to stay back cuz obviously they know where Sildon's soft spot is. No offense, Sildon. It's okay. How do they know that? He's pretty upfront about his little ones. I think we've all heard about I them. I think I mentioned In- it to oh, the yeah. wrong person recently who's that the ideas melica who oh you found melica yeah <laughs> yeah at the mention if you guys are saying this in the room like Kalima's is just like dark shadow <laughs> they've gotten to the outside of the door by this point so okay yeah i imagine Kalima's is just staying by the the girl side just maybe awkwardly patting her or like calmly waiting to make sure she doesn't like jump up and freak out or anything she seems to kind of be a little bit in pain because of her her head but otherwise, she seems like she's just trying to rest. She looks exhausted. Is there any kind of, uh, like, a pitcher of water and, like, cup in the room? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, like, because she might go over and get her, like, a little cup of water and, like, you know, offer it to her. Do any of us know how to remove this block on the memory? I I don't. What about, is that something, no. Daryl, have you learned, or <clears throat> Kalima? No, I don't have anything that would dispel this. Okay. I do have something that would if I had it prepared. Have you already prepared your spells this morning? Uh, probably nope. not, since I jumped up in a week. Yep, they have not been prepared. <laughs> so I could probably spend, if you guys give me maybe like an hour or so, I can re-prepare my spells. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, I would turn to Sildon and say, I know this is important and we all want to make sure your little ones are safe, but I think we should take some time to, to plan our next steps. Well, if you're taking time to plan, then can you please tell me what you found out so I can report to Gerbo? Because Gerbo wants to know. Uh, yeah. Can we summar- <laughs> can we can we summarize? <laughs> yeah. While she's filling me and Lily, uh, I'll just kind of walk over to Kalima. I'll give her a hug and then back off and then bop her on the forehead and then just walk away. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just what she likes. Uh, yeah. You just get like more like an exasperated like this guy kind of look at you and i'm gonna be like all right i'm gonna just look at tor and daryl and be like can i use your room for just some quiet to you know collect my thoughts and prepare spells of course sure of course okay and she'll like grab her stuff and just go over to their room and quietly you know meditate on switching her spells i'm gonna drop daylight and pick up dispel magic okay what was her name again sildon her name is elsis elsis I guess I'll I'll just sort of sit with her and do sort of awkward there there everything will be okay to the best of of Sari's ability to to human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can sit with her if you want to inform Lily of what's going on. I think it would probably be good. 
okay, I love you, all right. So I, I assume then we'll step outside, Saria and Tor and Daryl, and just collectively fill in Lily. Okay. Do I, we want to summarize, know... or do you want to RP that, Tony? No, we can summarize. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, just for the sake of, since it's going to take Kalima the better part of an hour to prepare the spells, it will take you a pretty close amount of time to summarize a lot of what happened. Okay. But you will still have some extra time after that if there's anything else you guys would like to do. Breakfast! <laughs> Daryl does really like breakfast, right? <laughs> he usually forgets to eat meals. And then he's so like... he likes to get them when he he's can. He's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm starving. Man, I'm hungry. So uh, Garrett comes and, and brings you some food. I assume you're, you're outside of your rooms. Yeah. And he does ask you if he should bring any up to your two friends. Please, that would be appreciated, Garrett. Thank you for being so thoughtful. Okay, so Sildan, Kalima, both of you get a, a small tray of mainly eggs okay. <laughs> for breakfast. So I'll offer most of it to Elsis. She'll have a little bit, but she seems to be just resting. So then uh, Sildan and, I'm sorry, Sildan, Tor and Daryl and Saria and Lily are all downstairs having breakfast? Yep, and you're filling her in on what happened the night before. Okay, sounds good. I guess after we do that, sorry, would turn to Tor, or does Lily have a million questions? That's why it took you as long as it oh, did okay, to okay. summarize. <laughs> <laughs> of course, sorry. In summary, there were a million questions. She will inform you, though, in order to summarize this a little bit, too, that she was sent to look in the Helder Market District because she heard there might be something here, but she didn't see anything. Okay. So, Lily, are you qualified to serve as a caregiver for a child temporarily? Uh, yeah, I could for a little while. Because I, I think we might need someone to keep an eye on on her, and I don't think Garrett is uh the most inclined to take care of a small child. As you say this, he's just, like, wiping down his bar and cleaning stuff up. <laughs> and just looks up and goes, what? Nothing. No, you're good. <laughs> Lovely tavern. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And he goes back to work. And Lily's like, uh, yeah, uh, if I can just run and deliver the message to Gerbo, and then I can come back here. Let's do that. That sounds like a good idea. Okay, uh, I run pretty fast, so I can go now, unless there's anything else I should know. I think we summarized everything, so you're okay. good. <laughs> so immediately um, she just so hops off the stool. But before she goes, Tor would request, if, um, if there are any thieves tools available, <laughs> yes, yesterday <laughs> made me realize that, um, I might need them again. <laughs> Oh, uh, you'll probably have to see Vral about that, because I have mine, but they're mine. Of course. That's, that's very logical. <laughs> he, like, yeah. just kind of shifts his eyes about, like, uh, obviously, but okay. <laughs> and he just says, oh, okay. Yeah, you just have to see Vral. I mean, just go to where you all met, and you should be fine. We'll see if we have time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. We appreciate your help. Yep. Bye. And she just rushes out of the room at, at pretty much looking as fast as she can go. Once she's gone, Tor will turn to the others who are, are downstairs currently and and just kind of say, I've been thinking about the way that we found her just now. Her memory is blocked, yet somehow she does remember being ambushed at the market. That seems peculiar. It, it could be just a limitation of the memory block. Uh, it could be an oversight on the part of the Whispered Ones, or it could be a number of other things. It could be a trap. It could be a distraction, like what uh, 
Gerbo and Vral were warning us about, it could just be a warning. It should be discussed whether or not we should actually even go to the market to investigate. I think going to the market's a waste of time. I don't think that's where anybody is now, and I don't think anyone will have seen anything. From what I know of the market district, everyone's moving around all the time, and I don't think people would remember what happened yesterday. If it was something significant, you think rumors would have spread about, you know, a small child being coshed on the head and taken by robed figures. Well, maybe we should wait and see what she remembers if we can dispel the spell that's affecting her memory. Yeah, I agree. I think that might be the key. Kalima, mm-hmm. roll me an arcana check really quickly. Hold on, let me check. I'm pretty sure I have a negative one on that. Oh, no. Negative one. Intelligence isn't my thing. No, it's okay. You're very wise. Oh, oh. Two. (gasps) Never mind. (laughs) Please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've prepared my spells. So, I mean, once once I'm done, I'm going to go back over. I have three spells I can use, three different ones I can try. Um, Okay. So. Are you you sharing um, that with the group? Because some of us might be able to help. Yeah, I wanted to, like, basically pull you guys aside and say, okay, if we don't know the exact cause of it, if it is something that maybe her memory is being blocked, quote-unquote, and, like, she's doing, like, the fingers, like, because she has been smacked over the head, perhaps it's not necessarily a magical effect, and it's a, like, a medical effect, so I could try a lesser restoration, or... Yeah, sorry I would jump in. I'm pretty confident, I think Daryl is as well, that it's a magical effect. Yes. We could try a combination. We'll give her the cocktail of meds. (laughs) (laughs) I also have a remove curse in case it's maybe a curse. Or I have the dispel magic that we can see which one works, if any of them. And she looks like I'm used to dealing with like Like gaping wounds. Missing limbs. (laughs) Yeah, and undead. She's not undead, obviously. So uh, this isn't my... (laughs) Uh, Question to the DM based yes. on my check did i understand it to be the modify memory spell or i just felt like something was blocking her memory that was magical it is the modify memory spell i believe it is the modify memory spell sorry shares with the group okie dokie would daryl know if dispel magic would work best against this make an arcana check yeah because i i probably don't know that was what your check was for <laughs> uh 25. Whoa. I don't know. It's hard to say, really. Tough, tough. Really. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't yeah. come up in the library. <laughs> you suddenly recall through a lot of your reading that modify memory. You, you remember seeing that spell, and you remember only two other types of spells tend to be able to restore the memory, either a greater restoration or a remove curse. Oh. Ah. I will relay this information. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Good thing I had removed curse prepared. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so should I do the dispel magic first and then the remove curse? That way, it ends the spell and then brings her memory. No, no. I just I would just remove just the curse. remove curse. Yeah. Okay, so you don't you think that will also end the current? Yeah, that Daryl seems to think that it would. Yeah, I, I let's just okay. let's remove the curse and hopefully that will that'll do the trick if Daryl's right. Okay. Then I'll go in, and it is a... Is it a touch? All right, yeah. I will walk up, like, calmly be talking to her, like, how are you feeling and stuff. And while I am, like, you know, I don't want her to kind of know, I guess, that I'm maybe, like, casting a bunch of stuff because she might freak out. So just, like, calmly, you know, cast it on her, hopefully without panicking her. Okay. 
So you focus your divine energy again, reach out, touch her head, and release. And as it does, her eyes close for a moment and shoot open wide. And she's just, uh, uh, and she kind of backs up into a corner as as the memories seem to come flooding back to her very suddenly. And just, and she has her fists up like she's about to defend herself. It's okay. It's okay. It's us. You're safe. They, uh, I don't. Uh, she's looking around and and still seems to be freaking out a little bit, but her arms go go down back to her side. She kind of huddles up a little bit, almost in the the fetal position, sitting up in the bed. Can I reach out to her telepathically and say, "Will you let me remember for you?" So as soon as you do that, she screams out loud, "Get out of my head!" Oh, so I will, I will shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> And say it's okay out loud. <laughs> it was, I didn't, I didn't see much. I didn't see much. Well, what, what, what do you remember? It's okay. Take your time. Um, um a, a few figures, um, and elven woman, uh, had weapons. Uh, um, it's okay. And remember, breathe uh, slowly in, uh, uh, out. She takes a couple of deep breaths, seems to start to calm her down. Um, there was a, a, a blue dragonborn. She smelled awful, like, like a corpse. Um, there, there was a, a hooded figure. I couldn't, couldn't see their face, but. And she starts to shake again a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. I'm kind of just like, yeah, like rubbing her back, just trying to calm her down. He's so, so cold. He was, he was talking in my head. He, he, he locked me there. He locked me in my head. And I was moving. And then I was coming here. And, and then I saw you. And I, I said something, but I didn't say it. I didn't say anything. And, and it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let's let's move on. Where are Arthron and Cha? I don't. It it was dark. I don't remember everything. I kind of, kind of, seemed to wake up there. Did you did you catch any names? Fulmar. I think that was the elf. Does the name Melica ring any bells? She pauses as she she thinks of that for a moment. I think so. They said, they said he warned them. DM, can yes. I make an insight check, please? Go ahead. Just want to make sure this isn't all. This is all seeming very convenient. Fourteen. <laughs> you don't. Say. Actually, you know what? Tor Tor would definitely want oh, to do something like sorry, that. Sorry, that's too. with advantage. Seventeen. Okay. As far as you can tell. She's freaking out still, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. seems like she's telling the truth as far as she remembers it. Okay, so it seems this is a genuine emotional response, not a performance of any kind. Nope. So how about okay. with a 21? Same thing. Okay. At this, she kind of just seems to be focused inward. I'm going to walk up to her and say, I, I know who this Fulmer is, and I understand how you feel. Who is he? Fulmer was my, I don't know, trainer, for lack of a better word. 
What does that mean? Well, I explained how I was raised in this weird conclave. Fulmer's the one who actually trained me. Taught me how to fight and told me what to read and all of that. So do you know anything about this dragonborn? So there, as I was growing up, I did occasionally catch glimpses of a blue female dragonborn, and I know Fulmore referred to her as the, the Watcher. I felt like she was the one that was behind everything, but I never interacted with her. I don't, I don't know anything more in, in all my time since leaving. I, I haven't found out anything else, so this is the first I've heard of her being seen. I, I wouldn't expect her to be up to any good, so I, I would turn to the girl and say, I'm, I'm really sorry for what you went through, but you'll be stronger because of this. She just kind of nods slightly. So, out of character, I seem to remember something from around the time that we had our fight the previous day, that someone had done a check to see if there were undead within a certain radius, and... and so, none of you know that. I, I, I was wondering if that was made in character or not. Okay. Kalima knows that there was a single undead that yep. she sensed, but had not mentioned you shared it yet. Okay. It didn't Just because it's more of a... Yeah, it didn't really come up, and it... you know. Right. Because you were attempting to sense at the time that if Melika was undead, and you did not sense they were undead. Exactly. I have actually been looking at that spell to see if I wanted to do it again this morning or wanted to wait on it. But I think I think I'm still going to wait on it. Okay. Just because in story it wouldn't make sense to just be like, ooh, undead. Seems like a good idea. I do keep looking at though, like, when do I want to do this? Yeah, no, I'm looking at I definitely am going to. Like, should we wait till we find out more? Yeah. Sildon, if you want, I could try to spend some time trying to mentally locate at least one of your little ones, but I don't know if I'll be successful or not. I'll tell you, Saria, you have not met them, nor seen their auras. You would not be able to find them. Okay, even if he, like, described them really well? You would have had to, I would want to say, have seen them or have seen their auras for this to work. Well, then I could try to find Fulmer. You what about, <clears throat> would you be able to have seen them by seeing the memories of somebody else? So that, I guess that's a player question. Would that work? I'm going to say no. Fair enough. All right. I will say I could try to find, I'll tell someone, I could try to find Fulmer, who I know well enough to maybe be able to locate. Please. And Malika might Please be do. with them. Her. Or I could try yeah. to find the, the Watcher, the Dragonborn. Whichever one you feel you would be able to find more strongly. Okay. Now the Dragonborn was the one that she described as smelling like a corpse? Yes. Do you know anything about that, Saria? I mean, did you just have poor bathing habits? So, yeah, I'm assuming Saria, I have no memory of that. You did not recall any of that. I do not. I have no recollection of any smell. Is that something related to being, I don't know, I don't know much about undead, Kalima. Would you have any idea? Yeah, I mean, I know undead tend to reek because they're walking corpses. You would know, Kalima, that undead, the bodies tend to still be decomposing, so it would have that smell. Ugh. Yeah, I'd definitely be relaying that. If you would like to try to try, try to find this Fulmer person, 
I can, if the dragonborn is undead, perhaps I can try my abilities to find her, it. And you see, like, that nasty, like, distaste on her face when she says her, and then she corrects to, like, it. Yeah. Because they're abominations as far as she's concerned. So given Tor's background knowledge of ghouls, I guess I need to ask if ghouls tend to be heavily related to undead. Ghouls are undead. Or rather, you know what? In this case, I want you to make, as you're starting to think back on your research of ghouls, make an intelligence saving throw for me. Saving throw? Yep. Ooh. Saving oh. throw. Oh. Okay. Well. Ooh. Ooh. So currently it's a 12, but I remember that at the end of last fight, I don't you think- You all I, have inspiration. I don't think this was recorded, but thank you for giving us inspiration. I, I did. I am going to use that now. <laughs> Coma. Yeah. Or insanity. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Tor drops dead on the floor. No. <laughs> there we go. 18. Okay. So thinking back, you you recall, and a sudden pain kind of hits your head as you try to think back on it, and you push through this, and you begin to realize something seems to be mentally blocking you from remembering aspects of your research and as you try and push through the pain gets more and more intense and you recall a name a single name as you're trying to push into this and recall un that ghouls are not only the ones that you studied at least are from a plane known as the shadow fell but that they're infused with necrotic energies so have a similar aspect to undead and you recall a name you wrote down Darakul so Tor looks suddenly like he's in a lot of pain probably grasping oh. his head like Ugh. Uh, yeah are you okay my memories of my research I I think someone's trying to block them but I'm remembering something related to ghouls and he summarizes more or less what you said Ending with, uh, there's a name, um, Dara Cool. Dara Cool. Can we do can I make, like a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a history checks, check or checks, something? Checks, checks, <laughs> You can make a history check. Ooh. All right. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Let's see what I can get. Nope. 23. 11. 8. <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh, I rolled a 12. So I'm going to say, Saria, you're the only one that remembers this, but Dara Kool was what you read about Thovin and his party named the ghouls from the Shadowfell, saying that they were unlike any normal ghoul, that they seemed to have some other ancestry, and the Shadowfell changed whatever they originally were into an intelligent conniving race of undead i will say that they are also of course will look like any normal ghoul all right so she would turn to tor and say you must have been doing some really involved research because i only know of darakul from reading about thovan arborshade and his party's fight with these creatures from the shadowfell there's some sort of evolved 
ghouls to be intelligent and crafty? Does that ring a bell? I know that peculiar behaviors of the ghouls were my area of interest. Something seemed very wrong. And d does, does anything else come to him now as this is being... <laughs> it seems like whatever this block is is there, and the more you push at it, the more pain you're feeling. So this is what you were able to obtain from this initial... Essentially burst into your own memories as you struggle to obtain it. A shudder just kind of passes through his body and he's like, I I need to stop for now. This block is still here. You want me to see if I can sense if any if you're being affected by anything magical like uh, El Elsis was? Yes. By all means. Alright. So as this is happening, you hear heavy footsteps coming up the stairs and just as you guys are... are all up by uh, Kalima and Saria's room being around Elsa and everything. And as it comes up, you see a beautiful human-looking female wearing full plate mail armor and an elegant sword at her side, followed closely by an elven male, long, dark hair pulled tight back into a ponytail with dark but simple robes, come up the stairs and immediately look into the room. Sildan, Tor, and Kalima, you immediately recognize Captain of the Guard, Captain Marsk, followed by who Kalima and Sildan recognize as the royal wizard Thamior Nilo. And immediately upon looking into the room, Captain Marsk looks at all of you and pauses briefly on Kalima, Sildan, and you, Saria, before turning her attention to Sildan, says, You had a note for me. What happened last night? And that's where we're going to end the episode for today. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, at Rules As Written. And our podcast is available on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Everybody have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>